Hello and welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. This week is the first podcast of 2022 and I am joined here today by David Spira and PG Law of Reality Escape Pod. It's a crossover episode. Woohoo! Welcome. What? Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yay. <laughs> So before we get into it, I really doubt that there's anybody that listens to this that doesn't listen to yours, because I feel like everybody who listens to Escape Room Podcast seeks them out. But um, tell us a bit about yourselves and your podcast. Oh, we, we've been running this podcast for two seasons. Now we're getting ready to launch our third. Reality Escape Pod is an immersive gaming show where we have been interviewing creators of all sorts of immersive games and things that are related to escape rooms and just kind of digging into who they are and their backgrounds and processes and whatever it is they're doing that makes their work special. And um, yeah. I uh, I bring a really analytical energy, and uh, PG destabilizes <laughs> that. <laughs> I have derailed so many of David's carefully constructed questions. Like David, so 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 David drives the interview. He does hours and hours of intensive stalking. I mean, research, uh, yeah. <laughs> research into the subjects. And I mean, I will say this. He comes up with the best questions. I, I think invariably Aww. almost every guest has has said, wow, that's a great question. Nobody's ever nobody's ever asked me that before. Like even people like like Neil, we had Neil Patrick Harris as yeah. our first guest for season two. And I think even he said that at a few points, you know, people that have done a lot of interviews and they've always, they've always been caught off guard by like having a new question thrown at them, right? Or coming at it yeah. from a new angle. So he's been really good at that. And then half of the time I'll undermine it uh, because I... <laughs> <laughs> because we'll be chatting and I get interested in something. So I just start digging and digging and, you know, and he's like, well, that's the topic I I was going to go into, you know, four, four questions later. But but here we are. Uh, but somehow it just works like it works out. You know, um, he's really good at also jargon, you know, and, and I always have to stop jargon check like what. <laughs> What What's what that? is an ARG? Yeah, like yeah, maybe not yeah. everybody knows what an ARG is. <laughs> so so I always like I'm like the idiot sidekick, the airy man that that is just listening with you know fresh ears to a lot of this. I think you need that almost, right? Like you almost you don't want to get you can never assume, right? Um, and I and I know we've had guests too where one of us have had to stop. Uh, either stop the guest or like stop the whole interview and just be like, hang on, wait, can you go back and explain what what is that word that you just said? And yeah, that's what like... PG started doing in like episode one. And when we went to edit it, we were trying to figure out, well, do we do we edit it to make that feel more organic or do we just let it be a harsh, you know, like interlude? And we decided that's that's the shtick. We're just going to have yeah. it be that. And it's, and like, it's funny. Stop the presses. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to What's That Word with PG Law. Yeah, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, David David was like, he's like, I'm worried that at some point, <clears throat> excuse me, he's like, you'll be doing this so much that, you know, now you'll be so immersed in it. You'll forget. You won't have that fresh set of ears to be like, stop, we need to, we need to sit and explain this. <laughs> I, I listened to a podcast 
uh, recently called Musical Splating, um, which is with a creator called Lindsay Ellis. If she's like, well, she up until recently she was a YouTuber, and she her the whole shtick is that she sits there. She's a big musical theater geek, and she sits there with her curmudgeonly friend who hates musicals, and she goes to musicals with him in in New York and stuff. And and when it was COVID, they watched movie musicals and stuff. And there was a point. Like where he said, I feel like I'm not pulling my weight anymore because like as he views more musicals, he starts to gain an appreciation for them. (laughs) He's like, you know, he starts to learn more about them. He starts to be less grumpy about them because he's just used to seeing the tropes all the time. He's like, is my purpose no longer valid here? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, it's funny, because that's like, that's the nature of just kind of working in this stuff. And the the deeper you dive, the more you just become part of the culture and part of the knowledge base. But like, for me, when, when I had been toying with launching a podcast for years, I actually yeah. recorded an episode with Victor from Sherlock in Amsterdam mm. years ago, probably like 2017, 2018. Oh, wow. And it was a decent episode, but it, like I hadn't figured out what was going to be special and different about right. the podcast that I was going to produce. And so I, I also just didn't have the time and I didn't, I just wasn't in the headspace to see it through. So kind of abandoned it. And then after recon, um, Nick Moran had been hassling me. He was like, when's the podcast happening? When are you <laughs> making a podcast? And I was yeah. like, all right, you're right. It's, pandemic i have a lot of time i'm gonna be one of those people who goes and starts a podcast oh yeah i started talking to lisa about it and lisa and i both agree first of all lisa doesn't really enjoy the podcast format she's a reader not a listener she doesn't watch youtube she barely watches tv and she's like this isn't my medium and we also both agreed that we kind of bring the same energy we're both pretty analytical and i was like i i feel like I need some something different. I need someone different to be a, a foil to someone to ask you what every word you say means. Right. To yeah. <laughs> I need someone I need someone who's a counterbalance to the, you know, professorial tone that is me. And you, PG you, had you, killed you someone who didn't parse her words as <laughs> <laughs> David does. <laughs> David yep. has said this many times. This is the greatest compliment he's ever received. Was like a professor. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a a um. Your a software engineer, a senior software engineer for the company I used to work with. He and I would occasionally get sent to go go and support salespeople together, and he hated to talk. Um, and I would go in and I would do all the sales support stuff and you know, toss him questions that were too technical for me. But he was this very understated, very low-key guy who had this very deep voice. Yeah. And he, we get out of the, uh, and, and he never gave compliments to anybody. Um, <laughs> we get out of a meeting with a client, with a potential client who ended up signing on. And he goes and he says, David, you parse your words very well. <laughs> 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 and adjusting for who it came from, uh, it, it, I believe it was the the, the, the biggest compliment, compliment that I've ever received in my life. Yeah. 
You see how I just derailed his his entire train of thought. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, PG killed it at Recon hosting the uh, Q and A's, and I was like, I feel like that works. I feel like that's that's my co-host, and so I I, I sent her a text, and I was like, Hey, do you want to do this? And she was like, Yeah, let's do it. Well, David and I met on a podcast. Yeah. Also. So we we had not ever met in person, but we met doing a podcast for No Presenium, and. Right. Yeah, and we just had really good, like, conversational podcast energy mm. in that, I feel like. And and we would sit, and anytime we ever got together and chatted, like, via Zoom or whatever, we would sit and talk for hours anyway about escape rooms, experiences, like, the people in the industry we knew, like, whatever, you know, we would just talk and talk and talk. So I think that also uh, made it a pretty easy, I don't know, decision to do it together. Yeah, it was... Worked out nice. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> awesome. You have like a two. Is it two seasons now? Two Where seasons are two seasons are done, and the third season we've recorded six episodes. Two of them are fully edited. A bunch of them are almost edited. Oh, and you uh, work at a better pace than I do. Uh, well, this is we, PG PG is you know, um, learning that at least with with me and Lisa, things kind of just have to be done in advance and in an organized way or at least a semi-organized way because we're juggling a lot of things and we're going to, you know, we're going to be launching this podcast at the same time that we're working on getting Recon Boston up and running at the same time right. that we're going to be getting a tour or two up and running at the same time that we're still publishing daily content on Room Escape Artist and, right. you know, working our regular jobs. So... It's uh, if we don't stay organized and ahead of things, then um, we get run over by the boulder. Well, yeah, David was this <laughs> I close believe to it. losing his sanity uh, <laughs> right before recon <laughs> when everything yep. was starting to converge. Yeah. <laughs> no, with the podcast and recon and Rhea and just like life were all converging. Like, I the only way I, I I felt like I was Indiana Jones running away from the boulder, but. <laughs> I never reached the mouth of a cave. I just kept running. <laughs> just keep going. So we're yeah. we're touching on things in 2021 now. So ah uh, yeah, that's one thing I wanted to talk about today was 2021. That was a year. 2020, that was 2021. Yeah, that was yeah. That, that 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 happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> happened. <laughs> And like PG was saying, a lot happened for you, David, in 2021. <laughs> there was a, you had to organize a tour amongst COVID, um, which is pretty incredible. Two and tours. You had recon. Two tours. <laughs> Where's the and other one? International tour at that. Yeah. 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 We ran. So in 20, we had two tours scheduled for 2020. One was the tour to Montreal, which was going to be our first international tour. And, you know, Canada being sort of international on training wheels for us Americans. Yep. Um, uh, so, so these are escape room tours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes. David and Lisa lead these tours where they basically create a whole itinerary around playing escape rooms together for a group of enthusiasts, right? Yep. Yeah, and I've always wanted to go on one, and I just uh, the stars haven't aligned yet. But uh, one day, one day, one day, one day. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so we had these two. The, the second one was uh, the Hayden Farm tour, which is Thirteenth uh, Hour in Wharton, New Jersey, which is our favorite escape room company in New Jersey, and uh, is 
in a really remote part of the the state, it's um, ridiculously hard to get to, especially from New York City. And so he said, well, all of our friends in New York haven't played at this company, and it's like comfortably the strongest com- company in the region. What if we just ran a bus from Midtown Manhattan there? And it turned out half the people who showed up also flew in to do it. We weren't yeah. expecting that. But um, so, yeah, those, so those were the two that we had planned. They got delayed and then they got delayed and then they got delayed and we spent a ton of time reshuffling. Eventually, we were able to host Montreal in October of 2021 and Hayden Farm in 20, in November of 2021. So we went from virtual recon to Montreal tour to Hayden Farm tour to podcast production. <laughs> that was... <laughs> And you had podcast production before recon. Oh yeah, but yeah. So that that's that's what we that's what we were up to, and the the tours ended up going incredibly well. Both of them went really well. Montreal was a huge hit. We had sixty one people at it. Um, that's the games incredible. in Montreal are phenomenal. The owners yeah. are phenomenal, and uh, yeah, we had a really good time. I I went. It was it was amazing. Yeah. How, yeah. What was your experience like, PG, from the from the other side of the from, you know, when you don't have to organize it or organize the whole thing, you still have to organize your own travels and stuff. But uh, how was it for you? It was really fun. Um, I had a couple I had a bunch of friends that I knew in person that were going and then other people that I had never met before, but I knew through our patron group, through the hive mind, just from, you know, the the escape room community. So it was really, Mm -hmm. really fun to go meet people like Brett, like Richard, who are part of the hive mind, you know, Rich Bragg is there, like a bunch of people that are really active in the community all go to these. So that was really fun to meet all these people that you've been chatting with online and play games with them. Isn't that crazy? Like, I feel like there's a ton of people who I feel like I know pretty well now that I've never met in person before and who we just like, have online chats with all the time or you just see them in the community all the time that was what like up the game was like for me when i was suddenly like oh yeah that's right you have a face like in real life <laughs> I, met, I met david for the first time at the montreal tour oh my gosh like that's incredible right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it, you it, know here it was trippy I, I don't know i was reading this online somewhere i think somebody was like how do you make friends as a grown-up, as an adult person? Yeah. How do you even make <laughs> new friends? You know, and they were like, right. we, we usually, when we're younger, we make friends through school or through work. But really, it's because you're just there every day. You yeah, see the same it's people. proximity. Proximity it's pro- matters. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, so I really took that to heart. And it was like, if you're interested in something, you just show up. Just show up where the conversations are taking place, right? Yeah. You just Find show your up. tribe. You comment, and that's kind of what I did with this community. I just started talking to people. I was in the Discord, in the Slack, in the Facebooks, whatever. And when you see the same names over and over, suddenly you're like, okay, I I know these people. So that was really cool to go to these tours and, and play games with people that you knew. I know that these tours are good for even if you don't know anybody. Say you don't know anyone at all. You haven't even been involved in the Discord, but you're like, I like escape rooms and none of my friends do. Maybe you're just a couple. Maybe you're just by yourself. And this way you can go and be paired with other enthusiasts, people that you know you'll have fun playing a room with. It's not like a public booking where it's it's really, uh, you don't, it's a grab bag when you're playing a public booking, right? And this way you'll play with people who know who you know will be relatively good. 
we get a lot of people who are single travelers and they're people who, you know, their significant other doesn't really like escape rooms or doesn't want to travel for them. They're people who, you know, they, their friends burned out on escape rooms. They're not into, you know, they don't really want to go and travel to the ends of the earth to go and play them all sorts of different dynamics. Um, but like we work really, really hard to create a culture that's open and isn't clicky. And it's hard. It's genuinely hard to do. Like you, it, it doesn't happen by accident. Clicks are a powerful social force. Yep. And it takes it takes a lot of effort to kind of cultivate the community you want. Because if you don't do it actively, you'll end up with one that you don't. Um, because the community will form itself. So yeah, we we put a lot of effort into fostering the culture that we have on the tours and it's got a really cool vibe. It's it's you know, it's escape room nerd camp. Um <laughs> I love it. I look forward to it. I love see, I, you know, there're people who have been coming to these since the first or second one and that's it's always so much fun to see them. They're brand new people who show up and it's like, you know, Lisa and I try to make sure we spend time talking to every single person one-on-one if, you know, and getting to know everyone who's there and connecting them to each other. And it's, it's just, it's, it's such a cool community to be able to, to be a part of. My favorite day was the last day at Immersia because Immersia is this. Escape Arium. Oh, Sorry. My favorite day was the last day at Escaparium. They have this gorgeous, huge restaurant cafe. It's filled with like, there's like four giant bookshelves from like floor to ceiling filled with board games that you could just play. On top of that, Brett came and brought like two crates full of puzzles. Did he just like open his coat with all the puzzles inside or whatever? Did he just come tumbling out? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Brett Keener, the man with the puzzles. He just, yeah, he just showed up like he, so, so many, so many puzzles and so many 3d printed puzzles of, yeah, that he just gives away, which I've taken to calling Brett droppings. Oh, kind of gross, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was one an time, image that I don't, I did not need in my house. Like, yeah. One time we were in Boston with Brett and we, we were up there for Drosselmeyer and um, we went to a restaurant and we see Brett, Brett usually gives away these little 3D printed perspective toys where you look at them one direction, it looks like one object. And if you twist it, it looks like something totally different. And I see behind the counter at this restaurant, one of those. And I was like, did a, did a, did a guy just, you know, tall guy, just like pull that out and give it to you? And he was, you know, like, he's like, oh, yeah. It's like, that was Brett. Brett was here. <gasps> yeah, we just saw it randomly in a restaurant. <laughs> It's like the the Santa Claus of puzzles or something. Yep. Just like, yeah. But that oh was that was a fun day because I just hung out there all day long, and most people did after they finished playing their games. They'd come in and sit down. We'd chat. Uh, I always had a mechanical puzzle, and this was just basically my icebreaker. Where anybody walking by, I'd be like, "Have you done this? Can you help me?" Uh- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wasn't on the tour that, and that restaurant is incredible. When I when we walked in, and we're just like, "Wow, holy crap, this is a huge space." But in regards to the online community and that kind of thing, and and getting to meet them, 
I can't wait to meet people that I have met this year. Um, I think because of the online games, because of everything, I have, I think, three different teams that I will play online games with. Um, some of whom are were already my friends, but a lot who I've met for the first time. And yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Like I'm like I'd hang out with these people on a regular basis and uh I can't and I would not have met them had it not been for COVID, probably. Very, very likely. Because online escape rooms probably wouldn't exist in the in the at least at to the extent that they do now. That is for sure. I remember a few of those there I remember right before like this was literally in 2019, maybe a month before, you know, things started, we, you started hearing about coronavirus. Yeah. And uh, my friend Tommy, Tommy Haunton, uh, creator of Stash House, had just been telling us about Avatar games. And we were like, what is that? And he was like, there's someone has a GoPro, you know, strapped to them and, and they'll be your hands and we can play escape rooms across the country that, you know, we, we can't make it to in person. And we're like, Ooh, like, <laughs> what is, what is that thing? What is um, this thing? Well, and so I've told this story on our podcast, but basically like in, in February of 2020, I had played an escape room when I was traveling alone for business and I wanted to go to a room. And so I bought a ticket to a public booking game. And I showed and I was like, oh, it's great. You know, I'll co- play with the team. I showed up and I was the only person there. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, and I felt bad. It was like a 20. It was only 20 bucks. And I, the guy was like, no, we'll run it for you. It's fine. Like, we're already here, you know. So I was like, OK. OK. Uh, I was like, well, do you mind if I phone a friend? Do you care? And they were like, no, it's fine. Sure, go ahead. So I text my group and, you know, and I've got like Tommy, like Brian Corbett, who designed Miss Jezebel and a couple mm-hmm. other people. And they were free. So I was like, do you guys want to help me with this? And they were like, yeah, okay. And so I go in there and I'm like sending videos. I'm like on the phone with them. I'm live, you know, FaceTiming yeah. with them playing this room and basically they were they were actually what I realized was now I'm working for them now I'm the avatar because they were solving by the time I sent the video and I hadn't yeah. even had a chance to process it I, I was just busy like recording it they were yeah. like oh uh the co- it's it's eight three seven you know go put it in the <laughs> lock and I'm like oh well I didn't even get to play but afterwards they were like this is so much fun uh <laughs> and both of them I remember Brian especially he was like this is really cool. They were like, maybe we should design something, you know, using this mechanic because they they had a grand old time playing. Well, you know, uh, for me, less fun, but it was still kind of fun being able to 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 do something in a different way. I guess if you are an unpaid avatar, it's it might not just be as fun. Right? <laughs> in fact, you you paid somebody to give your friends a puzzle game. Exactly, <laughs> but it was yeah. but it was still fun. Like at least being able to not to have someone to bounce ideas off of and not yeah playing entirely alone. Like it was it was still fun. But um, I yeah, like Brian was like, oh, like I wonder if I could do something. And then of course, like three months later, he. He was. He had no choice yeah. but to create an avatar game, like one of one of the best ones I think that that came out. Of yeah, Miss Jezebel is one, still one of my favorite avatar led games. Yeah, PG, you need a T shirt that just says "Unpaid Avatar." Unpaid Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, were there any highlights for you guys for for games this year? Like, I guess I'll start with online. Um, 
because I feel like online and in person are just two very different things. <laughs> to compare the two is difficult. So I can't even tell you which online games I played this year versus last year. Um, uh, oh, that's true. The, the, uh... the, 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 the great homogenization has happened in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I would say that I, kn- I know I played The Keeper and The Fungus Among Us this year, and that was uh, phenomenal. Uh, I'm pretty sure I played Escape from the Science Lab of Shifting Rules this year mm-hmm. uh, from Scrap. And that is that was just incredible. That was delightful. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. Uh, those those jump out to me as the the ones I played most recently that that just blew me away. Yeah, I will admit that I think once we got vaccinated, I think it was in spring mm-hmm. of 2020. I we were out doing escape rooms like. Yeah. nobody's business you know yeah. so uh we mo- i had mostly gone back to doing a lot of in-person games i took three different trips to go do escape rooms like it was like we had just broke out of prison and we just give us give it all of you know give us give us the drugs just inject it directly we could not get enough and so i did a lot of trips this year so i didn't do as much online but um and i've been one but i still want to try keeper in the fungus among us yeah, I think that one, the scrap game, was the only one I kind of remember. There were still, I actually still reviewed and played a bunch of boxed puzzle games, like the oh the, yeah, the Spielberger set, the At Home. I, I I still like the At Home games. I think those are really really fun. Those are so much fun. I will admit, I have a problem now. Like I'm addicted to them. I don't know <laughs> why. I feel like getting a box with a letter on top saying "We need your help" is just so much fun now. And uh, I may or may not have ordered just ordered a, a crack a nut mystery thing. Um, Wait, which so one did you get? I got. Oh, this is like this is how bad my problem is. I'm like, what did I get? Uh, oh, I mean, that's that's how you know when you're when it's... you're into uh, tabletop escape rooms <laughs> is you don't know what you ordered. Yeah, that's... it's it's uh, it's it's the it's the it's like the creepy root of all one. evil. That's it, root of all evil. Yeah, yeah I was like, do it. I it looked like a very me game, but it, it, experientially, yeah. I I don't think there's very many that rival. The, the just the world like it just does a really cool job of building a world um that's cool i'm, I'm it's into that. it's yeah it's not like the craziest puzzle game or anything but like from a world building standpoint i i think it's i think it's a stellar stellar game the the tabletop game that stood out to me this year which uh i think pg's also played um most people haven't had the chance yet is um from uh, post curious um what, uh, the tarot game. Why am I going blank on the oh, light, light in the mist. mist? Light in the mist. There we go. Yeah, yeah. light in the mist. Um, so good, so pretty. Yeah, I can't wait to get because I played an alpha version of it, which was like before all of the artwork and everything was applied. In fact, I had to print it out on my dad's like horrible printer that can't handle colors very well. So it was just, yeah, but I can't wait to get my actual copy of it. That's going to be exciting. I played a beta test where it had artwork, but it was still printed on like cardstock. I mean, like printer paper, cardstock, but yeah, 
this game was a masterpiece. I told her that. I was like, this is perfect in every way. This is in my head, in my wildest imaginations, when somebody said we could create a puzzle game using some deck of cards, tarot cards, playing cards. Like, this is exactly what I wanted to be, where it is the puzzles are seamlessly interwoven into the yeah. narrative into the the artwork of the cards and 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 even the puzzles and the narrative make sense within the world of tarot it, it was I was impressed it's quite a feat that the variety of puzzles within that deck of cards cuz i'm like the amount of different types of thinking that you know went in there and it, i was like wow i'm impressed yeah without spoiling anything of course but a lot yeah. of puzzles multi-layered complex and then the fact that each set of puzzles was really kind of self-contained so yeah you could just sit down and do a couple a night if you wanted to or you know if you, yeah. you wanted you could steamroll through through all of them in an evening i, I would say maybe that's not me i'm realizing <laughs> i'm the i'll play this over the next two to three months and uh, <laughs> like One return of- to it one of the things that Lisa and I have found, um, especially over over the pandemic about tabletop games, is that we should we're, we're we stop playing when we're not feeling it. If we're you know we it's it's better to just stop, come back to it in a day, and just be doing it when you want to be doing it. There's no reason yeah. that you have to go and blaze through these things. It doesn't have to be done in a night. It's cool. It's totally fine. And when we accepted that, we started having a lot more fun because we found frequently that like some of these games are just a little bit longer than we wanted them to be. Uh, yeah. But we would be like, there's only one puzzle left. We should just see it through. But we weren't like our heart wasn't in it to do that last puzzle. Um, and then as reviewers, we're stuck asking the question, like, was that the puzzle's fault or was that our fault? And frequently it was right. our fault. <laughs> Um, you know, and so that's, you know, the, when we shifted that mindset, it really helped us a lot. Yeah. Amanda, have you played the solve our shirts? I haven't. I'm like, do I it. I don't know. Cause I'm like, but I don't fit into shirts very well. So then I'm you like, don't need to wear it. a shirt that fits it's, awkwardly. It's, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I really love the product. The shirts are not my style at all. I'm a mostly just wear black New Yorker. Um, but I would um, wear it. But I have a prop. So so now my new thing, David, is I like to wear all my escape room shirts when I go play games. So oh, I've nice. got two. I've got two from Recon. I think I got one from Thirteenth Gate because we got like the fastest time, so they gave us a T-shirt. And I don't know. I maybe one other. I don't remember. But so like I wear these. I like to yeah. wear these related shirts when I go play games, even though one of them says I escaped. And now I feel like, is this, <laughs> <laughs> you know, before I've ever actually won the room, I'm already wearing the shirt that says I escaped. But, um, but it does, but that's not the point for the shirts. I, I still have not worn it mostly because I cut up all of my t-shirts when I wear them. And mm. I keep in my head, I keep thinking, I'm going to reset this and give this to somebody else yeah. to play, which I've not quite done yet. But, um, you know, and again, it's 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 not really the point of it. Like you're not when you buy your box games, you're not thinking like, "Well, can I wear this?" Like, well, so you can. Just this this is this, this, the the big thing about these is that like they're full on. They're, they're it is a tabletop escape game, a really well yes. done tabletop escape game that happens to be mostly on a shirt. That's that's it, all well, that I'm, like. It will surprise yeah. and delight you because I was yeah. delighted <laughs> when okay. I. Okay. 
Okay. When we, worth, worth when we first, <laughs> the first time that we met Anne and Chris Lukeman was at a conference and over drinks, we were, we had this conversation about how we were both um, actually thinking about doing puzzles in t-shirts. And I was like, that's cool. I really want to play whatever you make. And we ended up going and they made solve our shirts. And then we started hosting recon and we started, you know, putting little, um, like light puzzles into t-shirts and it turned out we had really different approaches and like completely different visions for what a puzzle in a t-shirt could be and i as a as a tabletop game um their stuff is it's so good it's so smart and the way they go about making it is just fantastic um yeah i mean there's 90 minutes of content yeah, this. and this is if you're going at a at a fast pace, <laughs> and it's good. It's really good. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'll have to check it out at some point. But I just sunk a lot of money into cracking it, so I need to like pace my <laughs> pace my wallet a little bit. <laughs> I, we will uh, continue to um, browbeat you and and and, and, and <laughs> tease did. you until you do this. My big accomplishment of 2021, because I'll admit I was a big whiner on the online forums and stuff, uh, was that I finally got to play Box One. That's That was my big accomplishment. As a Canadian, it wasn't available for the longest time. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, so you couldn't order it in Canada because we don't have Target. Um, we did for about a month, and then it went away. Uh, so I finally got to order it, and I finally got to play it. So I know it's like old news now, but... Because uh, everyone's played Box One by now, <laughs> but I just played it and I was very delighted by it. I was like, "It's, incredibly it's definitely not by old it. news. It's so good." <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm happy I finally got to play it. So that was like, you know, and before 2021 ended. So there we go. Um, yeah, we, that was we that's... did a we did a spoilers club for this. Oh, so for any of your listeners, uh, who probably, yeah. well, you probably don't know this if you don't listen to our podcast, but David and I also created this thing called like the spoilers club because it, it's so hard to podcast about escape rooms because I know you cannot talk about escape rooms. Yeah. You know? you, everything has to be spoiler free. And sometimes you want to talk about something and you're like, you're, you're just using the most opaque oblique terms, you know, that thing yeah. that, that happens at the yeah. end, like that, the, yeah. you know, yeah. the yeah. crux of that thing, the thing that, that thing is built around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to talk about these things meaningfully without really being able to take a deep dive. So we did this thing called the spoilers club. It is behind a paywall for our Patreon because we didn't, you know, we, we don't want it readily accessible to just anybody on that makes the sense. internet. You have to yeah. really be invested in this content you know, enough to pay for it. So, but we, we, we'll take a game that we've both played and we do a deep dive where we do, we assume that you will have played it or we tell you to play it first before you listen to the episode. And we're building up a decent catalog now of, of games that we've both played together that, that we can discuss. Um, and sometimes we have the creators come on. So Neil Ooh, Patrick neat. Harris, yeah, came on and talked about box one with us for one of those. Actually, nice. That was for a gender. Was that was that a that, that was actually for the bonus episode. That was the that was what kind of gave us the idea for doing the spoilers club. Oh, nice. I'll have but, to listen to that. Yeah. Cause I'm like, no, yeah, of course. Now you want to discuss the spoilers, and it's like, all right, who's played it? <laughs> yep. You can't even say anything about box one because it's like 
it's probably just gonna be immediately be a spoiler well the thing but that anyway. um i we i will just say is that and um, this is what david told me before i played it was just play it the way it's it directs yeah. you to play right yeah. because i immediately started you know you're you think you're you're trying to outwit the game so you immediately start looking over you know all the components the boxes trying to <laughs> like, try to no. suss out the secrets and he was like don't do that just just follow the directions just play it exactly as it directs you to yeah. play it yeah to have the best experience yeah but like yourself pg uh one of my big uh, other big highlights was getting to go back to escape rooms this year like in person escape rooms and as much as the online ones did like you know sustain me uh during the closures uh it was it felt really good to to be back in, in a brick and mortar escape um not you know the least of which was like the fact that i could pick up a plug and plug it in and it took five seconds from the time you know that i decided to pick up the plug and to plug it in and then to hand something to errol uh versus an online room was like okay now look to your right okay now look down yeah, can you pick up that plug? And can you look to your left? Yep. Can you plug it in? Nope. The other way? Oh god. Yeah. The, the <laughs> worst. I mean, I mean the worst. Like, like, like I'd have a guy fitting a pipe into something where it's like he's like clank, clank, and I'm like, okay, like just obviously. Just, just do knows. it like do do it like a normal human being would, please. I feel like oh I feel god. like the best it's online so escape rooms finally learned that lesson where it's like you know what? They could just, they can't assume they know what we mean. Well, and... I mean, the best online escape rooms, in my not so humble opinion at this point, are the <laughs> ones that were made for yes. online. You know, it, the uh, adapting the physical, the, the, the physical room that you could normally book into and play just isn't the future. It's not the present either. Um, in, in almost every case, there are some companies that I think do a really good job of it, but I just don't believe that that's the, uh, I, I just, if you look at, and if you look at Terpica's, you know, top virtual escape rooms, like Miss Jezebel, uh, the emergency exit games are pretty much the only games that could yeah. be booked in, uh, in, in person. Yeah. Oh, as as a right, and and both of you know, it's funny because both of those actually employed a two person team for running yep. the games, which is yeah. They, both of those work. went above and beyond to transform the experience into something that was really special and Actor fit driven. within their narrative and their environment. But like super rare that there's something mm. performing at that level that is also bookable in person. You know, Keeper and the Fungus Among Us is a is a puppet show. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think there's been some really cool innovations online, like things that where you could be like, I can't see that happening in no. person as effectively as it's happened here. Like uh, yeah, the I, pursuit of the deadly assassin artist, pursuit of the, uh, assassin artist. Yeah, that that one. I, yeah. I that just throw fantastic. the word deadly in there. You yeah. did. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, the the avat what was the um project avatar project avatar is nuts was but just that was wild yeah yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> that's where like the ask why rule just does not apply you just no. and they're, don't, they're, don't ask why <laughs> they did they did the like most ridiculous and wonderful talk for recon it was like so the stuff they did was so over the top and oh, i yeah. loved what they made i loved it so much yeah <laughs> 
I will say what I liked about playing remote escape rooms is I do think that it is in part what inspired my escape room team to want to travel so much in 2021. I mean, look, yeah. part of it is the cabin fever, but another part of it was that, you know, we did play a lot of these remote games and it just kind of was like, oh my gosh, there's so many amazing games just out there in the wide world, you know, up until yeah. then I had only played locally. And so I was like, whoa, these are so cool. Like, I would love to see them in person. So when we finally were able to travel, I think in last July, I we went to New Orleans. We played all of like 13th Gate, Escape My yeah. Room, some incredible, incredible games there. And so now, now I'm really spoiled because now we're just traveling to go play like really the cream of the crop in, in I think, the U.S. <laughs> well, it's true. And I think, um, I think after having traveled too, like back, like, you know, in the long, long ago before, you know, before my brain melted, um, when I was traveling more, like going to, going to Netherlands, going to New Orleans, going to, um, uh, Seattle, um, those were like, it really helps to play games that are not in your own local area to get an idea of what else is out there. So that's, you're absolutely right. The online games presented a wonderful opportunity for people to play in countries that were not their own. Cause that's often what I would get from people is like, Oh, well this is the best escape room ever. And after playing a bunch of games, I'm like, it's not, but I swear it's not because I'm a snob. It's because I mean, you just haven't been to all the other places yet. <laughs> it's fine but um and it gives you ideas for designs yourself right like other countries are doing things that you might not be and i know that i looked at things i'm like oh that's really cool i would never have thought to do something that way and what i really enjoyed what i really enjoyed was something that i think david had pointed out in one of our previous podcasts was that there are regional flavors and of course i never realized this because you've only played in you know your one town but you go to another city and then almost everything there has a regional style, you know, just because by yeah. proximity, the designers, they all play each other's stuff. And it, that was, for me, that was one of the most fun things was seeing, was was kind of tasting the, the regional flavors. Like, so, you know, so like, for example, when I was in New Orleans, I noticed uh, most of the rooms there like to have a, a playbook or like a, a run book. What did you call it? A- run book is what Lisa and I call them. Um it's like it's, a little uh, folder or some kind of like booklet, some form of that where it's there's like it, a it's, list. It's Dr. Jones's journal from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah. a list of all the puzzles and everything that you have to do, but it's usually, you know, in some kind of yeah. book or portfolio format. And I noticed almost a lot of the games had this to help you keep track of what puzzles you had to do or to kind of hint you. It was in like a book form. In Montreal, I noticed they they tended to have a lot of a lot of audio puzzles. Everything yes. was all, all through audio and not necessarily through a book. It was like the puzzles themselves would be presented in audio format. Someone saying something, the clues, all of it was mm-hmm. was very audio. So it, it was so interesting to kind of, yeah. It makes everything. me, uh, I don't know. It makes me think of some sort of like fantasy 
series or show or something like Game of Thrones, where there's like you know House Stark or House, and it just yeah. and they each have their their thing, and it just it makes I, me kind of think of that, or like some Hogwarts thing where you know there's just the different flavors of of houses that L.A. That is Slytherin. We're, we're all horror. <laughs> <laughs> I never realized this until David pointed this out. He's like, you guys have a lot of horror. In you LA. got <laughs> issues, man. <I> have <laughs> Almost every game. He's like, every game has a slightly sinister element is kind of dark and i was like really that's what makes it exciting he was like most other companies it's like they're super family friendly they're bright colorful cheerful they're not always you know and i was like oh like yeah i didn't even realize until he said that but yes like we we do like things with a side of a side of creepiness i was playing i'll be honest yeah i would say when it comes to the subject of run books I, I want to be really clear. I am not a fan of them. Um, <laughs> I may like games that have them, but I, I hate them as a concept. I think that they should just disappear. Um, and my argument against them is, and I just, I just want to be really clear about this because I, I don't want more people doing it. If you have a, if you've gone and built a really beautiful set, you've built this really cool game. You've made this incredible environment. I don't want to be looking inside of a little book. Um, like it's taking me out of your environment and putting me into a small world that is this little book. It also like it 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 gates the game so that only one person, the person who's holding the book, has access yep. to it. Sometimes they have to pass it around, or you have two people wanting it at once. Um, I just there's a lot of different reasons, gameplay and des- and and design wise. Like I'm I'm just not a fan of the run book. Is this like um journals and that kind of thing? Journals, yeah, whatever, yeah, call it however you want to call it, journals. Yeah. Binders. I, I, yeah. I, that was the one time I didn't mind because this was a big, giant, like grimoire yeah. that was like these are the spells you'll have to perform. And so again, in each inside each spell, mm-hmm. it's like a detailing of basically each puzzle. You know that yeah, how to solve there, it. I, I didn't hate that one, but but yes, I, I do. There agree are definitely with ways to do it, and like as long as it every puzzle isn't dependent upon it and you're not using it as a crutch because you didn't build clue structure into the rest of the game. Because my my general feeling is that like it feels like someone built a really cool environment and built a whole bunch of really cool interactions in it and they were like, okay, now I need to go and bolt some puzzles on. Let's go and make a journal. I I agree that I don't think, for for the in-person escape room, I don't think a journal is a good thing. I'm a sucker for journals in adventure video games. Oh, yeah, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a sucker for journals in take home escape rooms. Cause I'm like, there's, That's there's a ton of places where, know. where they work. I just huh? don't want to be in a crazy, you know, tomb yeah. that's beautiful and huge and all I'm, and I'm looking around and I just want to, I just want to spend every second I can taking in that gorgeous environment. But instead I'm looking at a laminated journal. Like, and and nope. you're like, do I do I read this? Do I have to read it out loud? But nobody's right. paying attention to you anyway, you yeah. know. But then, what if there's a clue in there that this is, you know, what you need to solve everything? And 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 because it's buried in a mountain of text, oh, nobody's yeah. read it, and now you've missed whatever signposting or clue was was in this narrative. Yeah, I agree. No, I absolutely agree. Going back to your. Um, there's too many horror games in LA comments. I don't know what it was I was playing recently. Oh, I remember which game. We played a game recently where I'm just so used to um, something more sinister going to happen. Like I was waiting for the, and now he's going to kill you like plot twist. And when it didn't happen, I remember just being so like delighted by it. Cause I thought it was so different that somebody didn't want to kill me in an escape room. <laughs> like, was, this, was this in LA or 
no, no it not wasn't. In LA. It was something else. Yeah. No, LA, everybody wants to kill you, I guess. But, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think. I think it was, yeah, there was a lot of cool innovation uh, this year that I saw. And I loved going back to in-person escapes. And it was kind of cool. Did you did you go to any rooms where they basically used the pandemic to work on their rooms for like a year, essentially? Cause- yeah. I mean, we went to Montreal where there was a whole bunch of new stuff. You know, like Raincorp, yeah. they worked on through the pandemic and wardrobe for sale. Um Falleron Forest at Sauve Qui Peut. Yeah. Um, we played um, Medicine Institute was not worked on during the pandemic. They they were opening that up right before the right right as the pandemic was starting. Um, but uh, I love okay. that game. I love that game so much. Oh, we'll have to talk about it after. We'll have to. Like... Have, you, have you played all of those, Manda? Yeah. So like yourself, um, we completely did a escape binge trip to Montreal before the tour happened. Unfortunately, the yeah. tour was happening uh, Canadian Thanksgiving. So um, yeah, it's <laughs> funny <laughs> thing was no one told us that that, that was <laughs> the Canadian thing. We were working with all these, uh, all these Canadians and no one had mentioned to us that it was Canadian Thanksgiving that we had scheduled this thing over and not the hotel, none of the escape room companies. No one told us. And then I'm messaging with Amanda a few, you know, a couple, like a couple months before the tour. And she's like, Oh, I'm not going to be able to make it. It's Thanksgiving. And I was like, wait, how do we miss that? How did that never come up? <laughs> it's because Canadians don't exactly can, our Thanksgiving is not exactly taken as seriously. Probably that, we kind of do was, it as yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I pieced that together from you and from other people, but um, yeah, I was still like kicking myself. It's like, how, it's, did, it's how did we miss that? Yeah, this year it was more important because like my family hadn't seen each other in a year, and Thanksgiving was going to be our big get together. So I'm like, I can't really peace out for Montreal at that point so yeah um ever since I discovered the express train from Toronto to Montreal though that's been you know a magical discovery (laughs) so (laughs) how long how long does it take you by train um four and a half to five hours uh by car probably about eight to ten hours and oh wow! So I know faster. that express train. I'm like, uh, so we plan a weekend usually, and so I think we did about four days in Montreal, and we played about thirteen to fifteen rooms. I can't remember. We we packed in a lot. We packed in all of immersion. We packed in a lot of escape area. We packed in so be so and so keeper. So we kept the. Did you get to Enigmatique? Simple. Where's that one? It's. Just a couple blocks away from Escape Arium's big location uh, okay. in Laval. Yeah. So some of the folks on the tour found this little company while on the tour. And over the course of the tour, we just started getting browbeat by everyone. Like, oh, you have to go. You have to go. You have to go. You have to go. Finally, Lisa and I were like, all right. We're, we're, yeah, PG was one of them. Um, <laughs> Which are the only one? Yeah. It's, a, it's a small company. But it, they, they do some really cool stuff. And they have a very fun Stranger yeah. Things room. Um, definitely recommend checking out Enig- Enigmatique. Uh, okay, well, we'll be going back there. So yeah. It was like a one-man show. The guy was so cool when we went in. And I just what I just remember was he was so sweet. And he's like, I didn't even know about the store. He's like, I didn't even know that there was a whole tour community out there of these things and he was actually so excited to hear about this or he was like he was like wait you guys are from LA 
he just could not get <laughs> he's like what are you doing here like yeah. he's like how did you guys and you yeah. came exclusively for escape rooms like he, yeah. he could not believe it and so i told him that there's a whole tour and so he was actually closed he was closed this whole time on the website you couldn't even book and i told him that you know other people would probably want to come play he was like just have them call he's like i'll open up the games for whoever wants to come play i'm here working on stuff so feel, yeah. you know even though it says you can't book, just just come and and I'll run games for you guys. And it was it was very charming, like really really. Okay, cute. yeah, yeah. I heard nothing about it. I will have to check that out because we will be back for sure. Yeah, that's exciting. Speaking of plans, uh, what do you guys hope for for twenty twenty two? Oh well, I <laughs> first and foremost, we are really we really believe we're going to be able to host Recon Boston. In Boston, in real life, oh in God, August, <laughs> we're going to be putting tickets on sale soon. We have very cool plans. I am eager to tell the world about what we're going to be doing, but it's ah! it's going to be different. And I think people are going to really be energized by what we have in the works. I so can't that's imagine number anything one. more fun than that. Like yeah. you get to go to travel to a city, go meet other enthusiasts, listen to a bunch of really, really interesting talks from creators in the industry and just go play all the rooms there, go play all the things. Oh, that reminds me, I have to get my passport replaced because during COVID it got damaged. And so it's like, ah, oh, I have to do that now before... Before, Actually, like, I need to update my passport. My passport expires in 2023, so <laughs> I should probably just put in for a new one also. Yeah. Uh, David, what are the rough dates you guys are planning for in-person recon? Uh, in-person recon. I should have this in my brain, but I don't remember numbers well. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still going to be like August? It, hold on. Okay, I, I got it right here. It's yeah. it's going to be um, – it's going to start um, – Early in the morning on Sunday, August twenty first, and and at the end of the day, late at night on Monday, August twenty second. So it'll be two days, and we've got some really cool stuff planned. Oh, that's exciting! I can't wait to to see that. I, I really hope we get to go because the online ones were fantastic this year. Uh, Thank you. And yeah. I've, I've never had so much fun at an online conference, to be honest. And I've been to a few now uh, because, you know, it's 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 2021. No, it's 2022 now. But it's 2022 uh, <laughs> now. But, We're you know, in the future. Uh, I didn't feel quite as like there just there was a lot of interaction. There was a shocking amount of interaction that could still happen. And uh, great community moments that, you know. Thank you. I mean, the way that Lisa and I design things is whenever we are approaching anything is we go and we take in as much of that kind of thing as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. And we just learn from, you know, what works and what doesn't work from that. And then we go and we say, well, what, what should we apply from this? And what are the problems we need to solve for? What are the things we need to do differently? And we went to a lot of online conferences early on in the pandemic and just went away from them and said, okay, well, there's a couple of things we know we can do really well online. One is edited talks are way better than not edited talks. And yes. Yes. live and, and pre-recorded talks are better than live talks um, for a lot of reasons. So you're like, okay, so that's going to be our core. And then 
what else can we do? What can we lean into? And, you know, chat can be interesting thing to work with. Discord, you know, has the breakout room abilities and that that kind of, you know, so we started to design around that. Not, you know, it's, I'm not going to say it's perfect. Um, there's plenty of stuff that we wanted, you know, and we're going to be doing a virtual recon as well. Um, it's going to be a totally separate event. It is not going to be happening in 2022. We're going to be just focusing on on the physical event this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're eyeing a virtual event for 2023 that's going to be focused. Is you know, We're going to narrow its focus to the stuff that executes really well online. And the stuff that we do at Physical Recon is going to be focused on the stuff that is really good live. And that's what we're going to be doing is kind of treating them as two separate events with different speakers, different activities, completely different structures, and in a lot of ways serving different audiences. Um, and so that's, that's what we're, you know, that's what we're doing. And for, you know, for physical recon, we want to make the event that the people making the future of this industry go to, this is where people go to, to figure out what, where escape rooms are and where they're going. And that's what we want physical recon to be is that gathering. I think that's fantastic. I can't wait. Um, how about yourself, PG? Do you have any big plans for 2022, escape room-wise? Any trips you hope to plan, apart from Boston? Oh my gosh. Uh, so my biggest, you know, so I luckily I don't have to shoulder the project load that David does. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm excited just about the the podcast, about yeah. creating more content for the podcast. We we want to maybe try doing video. YouTube, things like that. So that yeah. might be in the works. I'm not going to jump ahead and say it will be done. Yeah, we got a lot of, I, I've got a lot of YouTube ambitions. I have to figure out how to do that in a way that is um, going to work with my, t- with timing. But that is yeah. definitely a thing that we want to be doing more of is uh, we want to put out more high quality video. Yeah, absolutely. Fun, fun content like that. Uh I, I wanted to start planning more trips, especially, you know, I guess after seeing like the Terpicas, I'm inspired again. I think everybody's to rushing to Spain soon. To Spain, <laughs> <laughs> to go to Europe. Uh, some, a couple of friends of mine that are part of my group, they are they were supposed to go for their honeymoon in 2020, which, you know, everything got canceled. Mm-hmm. And so they're rebooking, rebooking. And I think all of us have just decided, you know, we're just going to crash your rebook group honeymoon, honeymoon. And exactly and just <laughs> come up. And, and they could not be more thrilled but again it's because i had not really thought about traveling specifically for the purpose of escape rooms before this past year and then i did three trips i went to new orleans i did yeah. to Mont- i went to montreal and then just last month i went to san francisco where we literally went for like Ooh. i don't know 48 hours just to do rooms like flew up there did like seven rooms spent the night we flew up there did four rooms stay the night did three more the next day and then flew home oh my gosh Uh, (laughs) yeah that's that that is the life this is now my favorite way to travel is just going to going with a bunch of friends play a couple rooms and then we have some nice dinners and we don't really do any of the other touristy gimmicky things unless we've you know we have time i'm sure europe will have time to do uh, yeah, I'll, I'll admit when I when I went to Europe because it was my first time overseas anywhere in my life, and it was like this big thing. And I remember people being like, "Why are you putting in more escape rooms?" I'm like, "Because I'm also in Europe, and I just I kind of want to see that too, <laughs> like not not just their <laughs> escape rooms. Like it's pretty incredible." 
Well, we got spoiled because when we went to New Orleans, with the way our schedule was, and 13th, so 13th Gate is like about an hour and a half yeah. drive outside of New Orleans, right? So it was either we do only three or four, and there's seven games at that company. So it was either yeah. you go there, you do a reasonable three or four <laughs> games, stay the night, and then do the rest the next day, and then drive back to oh, New Orleans. Oh, now you do it all in a day. And, and, you know, and so we were like, eh. That, that seems like a kind of a waste of not a waste of time but since you know it involved having to get a, a room stay there pack everything up and go back we were like no we'll knock it all out in one day and this was it was like worse than a day at Disneyland I mean we were exhausted by yeah. the end of it um, and it was a lot and a bunch of people were like I don't know if you should do them all in one day because it's a lot of room and these are big they're physical you know running around but we're powered through and ever since then now like when i do only one or two rooms a day and i'm like where's the next one <laughs> like i'm ready like, <laughs> she gets the shakes exactly <laughs> give me the good stuff i know give me, give me, yeah. um oh man i really hope i get to do a trip again i also hope to do put out more like to do more design type things next year and uh to put out more narrative things. I have a few narrative rants lined up for my blog that I need to get done. I think the first one's going to be Amanda, on you need to make a Loctopus game. What's a Loctopus game? So Loctopus is oh, the... Oh, yes, I do. Is, yes, is I know what Loctopus is. We, yeah, Sorry, is. Yeah. Loctopus is, is ready to go. We have... Uh, we have we've, it's all, all the features are built and um, we're starting to work on content for it. You have to make a game. You're going to have so much fun making a game. David. I... I I'll admit I've like intimidated by things like coding and things. There's no coding. You don't you, there's have to not do a it. single line of code. We have a okay. full codeless builder, and Ooh. I will. I'll have to show it to you. This is this yeah. for those who are who aren't aware. If you can yes. take a look at Loctopus.studio, um, we have a separate company that we've made with a friend who uh, Chris Holland, who has been building out this platform and. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited by what we're able to do with Amazon Alexa as a okay. spoken word escape room platform. Let's explain what Loctopus is. Yeah, I, I, we, we actually, we we talked about it a bit with um, Nick Moran uh, in an earlier episode. With, yeah, uh, Nick, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, So Nick, Nick ended up not using it, which I was kind of happy about. We were letting him do it because we trusted him with it. But I didn't think it was the right platform for what he wanted to accomplish. Well, let's let's just first of all, Octopus is basically you guys are creating a platform for people to create audio escape rooms via Amazon Alexa. Yeah, right? they can be in Amazon Alexa voice, or they can be fully voiceovered. Um, if you want to get, if you want to have voice actors um, record the responses, so, and um, so yeah. for if people don't know what this is. Um, it's if, if you've ever listened to like Escape This Podcast or any audio-based escape room, it's basically kind of a cross between audio role-playing and escape room where somebody's telling a story, there's a narrative, um, there you're you're given a description of your environment, and then you would be like, Hey Alexa, can you look at the cabinet? Mm -hmm. And then they would give you some kind of response. Is that is it something like that? Something like that. Yeah, it's kind of look, take, use um, are your verbs. So, you know, look at the cabinet, take the candle. I feel like your ultimate beta tester is going to be Errol. He's going to. Oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's been beta tested like crazy. The individual oh, games ultimately need to be, you know, each game that gets designed needs to be tested. Um, yeah. 
but like yeah there's there's rules to how you have to play and we've designed a lot of it so that it's easy to pick up but um yeah we have we have a few people working on games for it and it's been slow it's been a a much slower process of getting it where we want it to be than i had ever expected it would be but i'm really excited by what we have and the builder interface is super cool i can't wait there are some versions of this already on amazon alexa not through what you guys do but just yeah there's other stuff other stuff but they're not good but still they (laughs) were you said it not me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't think they were that great, but I, they were still fun. And, they, and this was a couple years ago, you know, this was, this was quite a few years ago mm-hmm. and I would just sit and play it while I was cleaning the kitchen. You know, you're just running mm-hmm. through it and you can kind of shout things out. It it, it, it was fun. And so I'm, I'm excited to see better content come out of this platform. That's, that's basically what, what happened was the story behind it was we were playing this, one of those existing games on Alexa with one of our friends and our friend Chris and his family. And um, afterwards we were taking notes for the review and Chris had asked, what would you do differently if you were just going to design this game? What would you do differently? And I said, I I rattled off a whole bunch of things. And then the next time we went to his house, he pulled out his Alexa and he said, Alexa, play alpha. And um, this game started. And at first I thought he was joking. Uh, but then it turned out he had actually like built out the thing we were talking about, and that was where it was born from. Wow! Great. Talk about initiative. Yeah. So, how many things are you juggling exactly, David? Because that seems like what now you have like an entire game infinity. Platform. I just <laughs> yeah, I'm juggling a lot of stuff. I I'm I'm genuinely trying to make room escape artist and the related businesses my career i'm really trying to turn this into something that can sustain itself that can allow me to help this community more to grow it more to raise awareness of it all of that stuff is 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 just it makes me happy and i'm working really hard at trying to turn it into the thing that I think it can be. And so I I have the time right now. I have the opportunity. Lisa's job gives us good health benefits, which is an important thing <laughs> in the US. You know, we both kind of agreed that now is the time. And if we can make it work, great. And if it doesn't work out, then that's fine. We tried. And so I'm putting a ton into it. Lisa puts a ton into it in her in, in, in the time she has as well. And we're just making a go of it. And then on top of that, we have a pretty large team. You know, the hive mind has a lot of writers in it. The recon team is like a dozen people. Um, you know, PG and I are backed up. You know, Lisa produces the the podcast, is a producer on the podcast. Steve Ewing is doing all of our editing uh, or a lot of our editing. There is a, the, you know, we have a whole bunch of people now who are writing reviews. Matthew Stein, Kate Wassel. Um, Teresa Wagner, there are a lot of people putting a lot into Room Escape Artist at this point. And the dream is to turn it into something that can sustain itself. And that's what we're trying to do. And I'm thrilled to be a small part of it. (laughs) Yeah. You're a very big part of it, Peach. (laughs) (laughs) 
She brings she brings the uh, she shakes things up. That's what yes. she does. <laughs> well, thank you both so much. I'm just taking a look at the time here, and I'm sure we could yeah, go on and on and and rant and and geek out. But thank you so much for joining me here today and for taking the time to reflect on the last year and you know on the future and and whatnot and of our love of escape rooms. Thanks for letting us come chat. Like, it's so fun to be on this end of the podcast. <laughs> Usually I'm like, you have to let the guests talk, PG. You can't just <laughs> And you're like, Nobody now can- I'm the guest. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah. this, this is why I forced, this is, you know what? That's the reason why I forced us to have a bonus episode. So we do a another hour's worth of content on the Patreon. That's bonus content. That is mostly just now David and I. I'm like, I want a chance to talk. So in the bonus <laughs> episode, it's mostly David and I chatting. The guests will come on and talk. But then that's it's free form. So, so nice. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amanda, thank you for having us. Of course. And if people want to find your podcast or anything Room Escape Artist related, where Check can they Check out roomescapeartist.com. You can find the podcast in the primary nav, or you can just look up Reality Escape Pod on your favorite podcasting app. And PG, I think you also have Twitch streams, that kind of thing. Uh, oh, God. The check those out. Twitch streams have not been on in a while. So we'll just. Okay. We don't have to include <laughs> that. <laughs> but you can find me everywhere. My handle on Twitter, Instagram is at PG, P E I H. G-E-E, and you can find us there. And um, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you both. And here is to 2022. I will talk us out. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts. Fuck you, David. Just like <laughs> this one. Now I have to bleep myself out. <laughs> David is... Doing the time-honored tradition of trying to make me crack during during the outro. You can email us at roomescapedivas at gmail.com. I love getting email. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Just look for Room Escape Divas and click the like button. We are still having community meetups every Friday evening on a Zoom call. The details are on our Facebook page. You can, And if you want to find us on Twitter, you can use the hashtag redivas. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.